fellow dwellers in cyberspace. Welcome to episode 12 of Podcharge. Here with me is a man that has an indescribable love for the burrito bowl from Chipotle. That's right, it's Crow. Oh, and I am joined by the man that still won't return my phone calls. The judge. Ha <laughs> ha Well, I do greatly apologize for that. I'm just so busy having great conversations with all the wonderful salesmen that call my number. To I just can't be bothered to return your calls. How can you uh -huh. expect anything else from me? Uh-huh. Hey, Crow, say, what do I have in common with President Donald Trump? We're gonna go there? Mm. We're gonna go there. All right. Uh Oh, you would both be dating Ivanka if you could. Mm, well, I, I won't necessarily question the validity of that, but no. What else? Mm. You both hear Kafefe. 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 However the fuck it's pronounced. You both hear that whenever uh, somebody asks you to listen to the Yanny or Laurel clip. God, don't even freaking go there. Okay, I know. You both, say it with me now. You're both big, big letdowns. Oh, man, you finally got it. Excellent. Hey. Yes, I'm so de delighted. You finally hit the nail on the head, bucko. Hee <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, that's... I, I really didn't want to start the episode this way, but that's your little tease. This episode is going to be talking about letdowns, but we'll get to that. We, as always, have to get through our first section, which is rant or rave. Oh, we're going there. We're going there. It's the freaking Yanny or Laurel crap that's been going around <laughs> the web. And I am infuriated about this. <laughs> and why are you infuriated by this judge? It's just another internet fad, is it not? Okay, the dress also annoyed me. But this is next level. See, I cannot for the life of me hear Laurel. Everyone I know can hear Laurel, but I can only hear Yanny. Well, I think uh, something to do with audio pitch or frequency or something like that, right? It's probably a good thing if you can't hear Laurel yet. Yeah, well, I was trying to do a little bit of research on this, and they said that the reason, it's kind of like an auditory illusion, and it's due to sound compression. So, like, whenever you record something and you compress it down to, like, an MP3 kind of like cuts out some of the sound frequencies and apparently compressing the word laurel causes the l to sound like a double e like e and the r ends up sounding like n it's really weird how sound compression works so i guess like yanny is a higher frequency and laurel is a lower frequency because they're kind of overlaid i don't know how they made the track but it's freaking infuriating because I sat there and listened to it for probably five or six minutes straight. I heard Yanny, Yanny, Yanny over freaking over again. And I, I hadn't bothered listening to it until I knew this was going to be a rant from you. So I was like, all right, let's see what I hear. And uh, I just kept hearing Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't heard that clip, I might include it, throw it in just to see what see what you guys think you hear, but they're both in uh, there. I'm, 
I'm sure everybody's heard this without without us offering our two cents on it. Yeah, well, that's a rant. It's a solid rant for me. That's, yeah, reasonable. It's gotten pretty annoying. You've got a couple of uh, raves. Raves. Looks like. Yes, sir. Oh, so kind of uh, piggybacking off of one of your raves last week. Um, I am a god. We're not freaking talking about this. <laughs> I'll cut this out in editing. I will the cut face this out. you're making right now. <laughs> I will cut this out. You're going to cut this out? I'm probably going to cut this out. No. No, you're going to leave this in. Because <laughs> the whole world, you know, all three of our listeners, need to know that I beat... The bowling league champion. <laughs> Shut up. You <laughs> stupid. I let you beat me. <laughs> you let me beat you. Bullshit. There are all sorts of factors that you need to consider. There was no oil on the lanes. And there was no oil on the lanes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the you have your own fucking You have your own fucking equipment. I was using bowling alley equipment. No, I had sprained my uh, my ankle. The other day. Uh-huh. You were pretty nimble looking to me. <laughs> you didn't really beat me. By a whopping two points. Oh, well. With over, with over twice the score that I had when we beat our dear friend Haley the first time. Well. Who I beat by one point that first time. Oh, well. We had a bet going on, so, you know. For that one. For all of for, them. Well, for the second. For the second one you did too, but. That wasn't affected by anything I did. No, but I, this is all going to get cut out, so just go into your other Is one. it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> just is go it? into your other uh, race. My other ones. Well, I'm going to not provide a, a decent transition, so you kind of have to leave it in. Because um, kind of piggybacking off of me beating you at bowling, I finally beat a few other things, too, that I was um, that I was hoping to beat, like you at bowling. Um, <laughs> Shut up. This is so the, stupid. <laughs> the um, the, so the plane ride. I I bitched about that last week, or I guess technically now it's two weeks ago because we fell behind again. Gonna have to work on that. But on the on the flight down there, I had tried defeating Polaris on uh, Devil Survivor two, and I got my ass handed to me twice. Well, on the return flight, I finally beat him. Or her, sorry. I finally beat Polaris on my first attempt on the return trip with uh, <laughs> with just the main character left. Like, all the other characters have been wiped out. The main character lost all, all his demons. I was getting gang raped again. But somehow I was able to survive the swarm long enough to get one attack off and win. Um, so that was incredibly satisfying. Impressive. Thank you, sir. And now I'm on my second playthrough and... I probably won't pick it up again until I have another plane ride. <laughs> then the, uh, I guess, last solid uh, rave that I have for this week is I beat the four-man hatch trophy on Dead by Daylight. For anybody that hates working together with other people to earn trophies, that is the single most annoying trophy to work together with people to earn. Namely, because you got to get four people that have mics and are willing to cooperate together to do it. So, yeah. Yep. I still haven't gotten that. I still have not gotten that trophy. But then again, I don't really care about it that much. So there's that. 
but it would probably be nice to have. So congrats to you for getting it. Thanks. Down to, down to two Mori trophies, 500 survivor, 500 uh, sacrifices, and two prestige trophies, and I got the platinum. But who knows how long that's going to take. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much me with Ranter Rave this week. You got anything else? Uh, I've got a pretty big rant that ties into our weekend review a bit. Ooh, is it bowling? Shut up. <laughs> you know what? No rant or rave this week. It's just going to be cut out altogether. <laughs> no, I don't know if you heard about that. You you heard about this. Uh, they had the Black Ops 4 community reveal earlier this week, and they really dropped the ball on this hard because, <clears throat> let's see, no single player in Black Ops 4. It's only going to be available exclusively on Battle.net on PCs. They're going to have a medic class. They're going to have to make it so that there's a manual button you have to press to heal. What the heck? This is not even... This isn't even Call of Duty anymore. This is becoming like a team-based shooter. It isn't... uh, I could be wrong, but isn't Battle.net... Isn't that like a Blizzard server or something like that? That's Blizzard. That is Blizzard's server for World of Warcraft and Destiny 2 (laughs) and Hearthstone and all their games. So people primarily play on Steam on PC, and they're making it so that you've got to play on Battle.net. So not only are they like kind of blatantly ripping off Blizzard with Overwatch, but they're just kind of riding their dicks now. Activision owns Blizzard, so it's the same... They're the same. It's just Call of Duty. Oh, same parent company. Yeah, this shouldn't even be... It's not even Call of Duty anymore. It's stupid. And, and okay, they're adding a freaking Battle Royale mode, which is the single Ooh, most... shocker. Yeah, like, some dude leaked... Or some people leaked all this stuff, like, two or three months ago, and no one believed it. They thought, no, surely they won't go this far. They went that far. It's the biggest freaking fad ever. I don't think that Battle Royale is going to be have the staying power to be a mode in every game. So I think it's stupid that they're replacing single player with a Battle Royale mode. I just don't get it. Yeah, that that definitely sucks. And even worse that they're just bringing it exclusively to Battle.net. Um, so I'm guessing that means they're not going to have like any like they're not making a console version of uh, of uh, Black Ops Four. Black Ops 4? No, they'll have a console version. I'm just saying for PC players, they're stuck playing on Battle.net. I see. That, that's unfortunate. I don't know. We'll talk about this a little bit more. I think I'll make this the uh, the formal segue into the weekend review. So yeah, like I was saying, Black Ops 4 community reveal, that was probably the big thing. Big game news this week. They also said that they were going to... Well, okay, what kind of made me mad was they also explicitly said, the guy up on stage said, we don't have a traditional single-player mode because we decided we were going to weave narrative into all three of our new modes. And it's just like, that is the biggest blatant lie I have ever heard. It's terrible. Didn't I mean, it's it, I cringed when I heard it. So, anyway, dumb, stupid, not going to be buying it. No campaign, no buy for me. Let's uh let's talk about something a little a little more lighthearted. Deadpool two finally came out. And neither of us have seen it. No, not yet. But it's uh it's definitely on the list. That's 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 the kind of movie though that like fucking everybody wants to see, so it's just gonna be more fun to see it with somebody that wants to see it. So that's that's what I'm waiting on right now. Like I might I might see it like after work on Friday or something like that. 
I would have yesterday or uh, last Friday, but it was raining whenever that happened, so nobody wanted to go out. Well, it looks like it's being received pretty pretty well. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I watched the first movie a couple days ago just to try to refresh my memory and what happened, and it was funnier to watch it the second time. So Mm-mm. I liked it. It's gonna. I'm looking forward to watching it. One of our hottest anticipated games also released, which is uh, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux. It was released. I don't think we've bought it yet either, though. No, not yet. I had, um, well, so, so the funny thing is, I had actually finally gotten around to buying Strange Journey, like the original one, uh, like a few months before they announced Redux was going to come out. So, and I haven't actually played it yet, which kind of kills me, but I'm just kind of holding on to it now, like, oh, hey, um, this might be worth some money in the future when everybody's hyping up Redux and they want to go back to the classic version. You know, classic being like a few years beforehand. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to play Redux, though. Um, it, looks, it looks great. It's actually considered part of the main, mainline Shin Megami Tensei story. Um, so I think, it, I think it directly relates to what happens in 4, if I'm not mistaken. You can tell from the cover art. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the uh, one of the angels that was watching over Tokyo, he, he's in the co- he's in the cover art for Strange Redux. So I'm pretty sure he's an influential character, if nothing else. Yeah, and you can get the armor from that game too, right? The apocrypha armor, or whatever it's called. Are you talking about in Shimagami Tensei like four or Apocalypse? In Apocalypse, I'm pretty sure you can get the uh, yeah yeah yeah. It's one of the it's definitely one of the strongest armors in that game. Yeah. So, so yeah, that yeah. came out. It's pretty cool. Definitely excited. I and I like literally know nothing about the plot of of Strange Journey, so I'm even more excited to play it once I actually get around to it. I don't know anything about it either, but I'm pretty excited that it came out. Actually, I mean, really, if you look at this week, there was a lot of a lot of game news. Bethesda announced that they were going to release Rage Two. Or that that was they were teasing it a lot. They had a series of images that they posted on Twitter that were all making up one big, like mosaic mosaic picture. Eventually, people saw that it was Rage Two. I I never played the first Rage game, so I don't even know anything about it. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about it either. But have you watched the trailer for it? I watched the teaser for it. I didn't watch the official trailer. It looks pretty solid, like, and I'm I'm not someone that generally likes shooters. Like, I'm getting a little more into it since I started playing like Last of Us and Overwatch and things like that. But uh, it, it it looks like a shooter that I could actually get into. So I'm I would be interested in playing it. I don't know. I probably won't buy it for a while if I if I end up buying it. But you know, I wouldn't be opposed to playing it if if I had the opportunity. Yeah, same. I'll probably end up playing it eventually. It's typically how these things go. I just don't play them as quick as everyone else does. They also announced that No Man's Sky is coming out on Xbox One July 24th. Not sure how many people actually care about that, since No Man's <laughs> Sky wasn't really a good game. I was going to say, I, I, th- I was like trying to research that a little bit, because it kept popping up for some reason. I guess I guess it made the list of like games with like shitty endings or ridiculous trophies. or I can't remember. I saw it on, on some... With Rob Pier- Pearson, is that his name? Yes. It, it, it made one of his lists, so I heard a little bit about it, and I, I wasn't very impressed by what I saw. No, it's pretty boring. It's gotten better with all the patches that they released for it, but 
talk about missed opportunity. The hype behind that game was unreal, but whenever it actually came out, it was empty promises. Everyone was disappointed. But you know, it's coming out on Xbox One for the people that care about that. Something interesting that I saw too was that there's going to be a Halo light gun game that's coming out in Dave and Buster's this summer. It's called Halo Fireteam Raven. I didn't really watch anything related to it, and I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it either. But if I make it out to the Dave and Buster's that's closest to me, I'll try it. See, I've actually, I've actually never been to Dave and Buster's. Like I've, you know, just never been bothered with it. Um, to me, it kind of looks like the Chuck E. Cheese of the adult world. That's pretty much what it is. I don't think it's as good as... I mean, I had these high hopes and anticipations for it whenever I first was going to one. And then after I left, I was kind of disappointed because it's pretty expensive to uh, play the games. And it's really just... I mean, it's like a bar. It's just a huge bar for people to play arcade games with. Yeah. If you if you ever come visit, we'll, we'll go to a barcade. Barcade, legitimate barcades are great, but Dave and Buster's I don't think is the right way to do a barcade. Mm-hmm. Opinions, though. Yeah, that's fair. Then we finally, uh, Overwatch announced their uh, two-year anniversary event. Well, I guess they announced it a little while ago, but that's officially going to come out Tuesday, right? Because we're, we're recording a little bit earlier than usual, but it should be coming out on the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. It's either the 22nd or the 23rd. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's definitely one of those two days. Well, it usually usually they release their events on a Tuesday, but sometimes they get delayed a little bit. So sometime this week, Overwatch 2-year anniversary event is going to have all the uh, all the skins from previous events, including like, you know, this year's events. Uh, it sounds like you're going to have the opportunity to do those events again, which would be kind of cool if you missed like, skins or sprays want to do want to break some records or something like that um and then they got they also announced i can't remember if it was like six or eight but they announced like at least half a dozen new skins for for a few of the characters that look pretty decent i think yeah this might be the chance for overwatch to for me to get back into overwatch because i've been kind of burnt out on it but the fact that they're going to bring all of these old modes back in on rotation and every single loot box is going to have a guaranteed well you know it's going to have all the old content there's a lot of stuff that i didn't get the first go around so i'm pretty excited that i'll actually have the opportunity to get some of those skins that i really wanted some of the sprays that i missed out on all that good stuff have you seen uh have you seen the new skins that are associated with this event all i saw was doom fists so yeah they have uh tuxedo doom fist and he looks dapper as shit in that um, they've got a Sherlock Holmes looking McCree, which I actually liked quite a bit. Um, I think they had like a pirate junk rat, which I didn't look very closely at it, but yeah, it looked all right. They have a pretty ugly tracer skin that everybody's just completely dishing on. Um, who else? I'm pretty sure Bastion and Arissa. There might have been one more. I can't really remember, but yeah, there were some decent looking skins. It's going to be a good event. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that about covers the major points for the past week or so. We probably missed some things. Probably missed some things, but that's to be expected. I guess this would be a good opportunity for us to go into our main topic. 
which we already alluded to, is going to be letdowns. We're talking about letdowns this week. Yeah, this uh, this entire show is going to be one big letdown to all of you as well. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. I've never wanted to let down our three listeners. That has haunted my dreams you know, ever we, since we started this. We might have four listeners. I convinced a friend to give this a listen. God only knows if she did, but we'll see. God, I'm so proud right now. I know. We're shooting for double digits one day. <laughs> Wait, we can only dream. About, <laughs> but anyway. It's about that time. Yeah, letdowns. Um, and the way that we kind of divvied this up, we're going to kind of segue from like television series to like some anime. And then of course we're going to talk about some video games, video games, video games. And I think you've got a pretty good start to this. Yeah. I, you know, we like to, it, it's, it's always nice to have a few unique, uh, topics that we can go off on, but it's a lot better when we can both agree that something is shitty. And, uh, you know, as both as we, as, as much as we both really like the series Dexter, I even love the series Dexter. I, I, I marathoned through the entire series. Um, but the fucking ending of that series is just a freaking nightmare. And some hot garbage. Yeah, steaming pile of hot garbage. And, and most people that have seen the series kind of have the same opinion. Like, I don't think I've ever actually met anybody that liked the ending. I sure haven't. Yeah. And, you know, again, obviously these are spoilers, but for those of you that might have seen like a few episodes of Dexter, you know, now's your time to back out. But essentially what happens is, you know, we got this Miami serial killer sociopath who, you know, blends in fairly well with his with his peers, with Miami society. Um, and toward the very end, he kind of he he. Basically, he sails his boat into the middle of a freaking hurricane uh, for no logical reason, just because he's, like, driven by his emotions at this point because something really traumatic's happened. And you presume that he gets killed by the hurricane. What would have actually... That, that would have been an okay ending. Not a great ending, but an okay ending. It would have been acceptable. What actually happened, though... Is it fast forwards a few years, bearing in mind that he uh, he had a son, he had a girlfriend, they're completely you know estranged from him at this point. A few years pass and he's still alive, except he's a fucking lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny because whenever this aired, I remember everyone everyone this was a hot series, and everyone that watched it um, was talking about why the heck or why they decided to make the creative decision to make Dexter a lumberjack in the end. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason for why they did that. I mean, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to put myself into like the uh, creative, you know, writer's uh, perspective, I guess you could justify it by like, you, you take these, this major contrast from being, you know, living on the beach, having a ton of friends, uh, you know, being fairly affluent to going to like, you know, one of these literally a run of the mill job where, you know, he's he doesn't look particularly attractive anymore. He doesn't seem to have any friends like he just seems like a nine to five type job or probably even longer. 
Um, but then at the very end, like it kind of focuses on his face and you still see like a glimmer of the serial, the serial killer that he seemed to start. He seemed to be starting to leave it behind, like as the series progressed. But it seems like toward the end of the series, that persona may be back, but you don't know because he's a fucking lumberjack and that's all there is to it. It was a disappointment. No doubt a letdown. Yeah. What about you? I know. You're a big fan of uh, of a few television series. I know there's got to be at least one, one letdown amongst those. Yeah, you're definitely right there. Uh, people who know me would not be surprised to know that I am a huge fan of the Walking Dead comic series. So you can imagine my giddiness whenever they announced that they were going to adapt it for a television series. Well, unfortunately, there was one character that transferred into the television series who they didn't do any favors for, and that is Eugene Porter. Um, He is a huge letdown to me because he, I mean, not even just like a letdown for me, but literally a letdown for the group in the television show multiple times. He comes into the group acting like he's this big wig scientist and that he has the cure for the zombie outbreak. And that kind of rallies the survivors. I mean, they had been going through a really tough time up until this point. And whenever this character came into the picture and gave them a glimmer of hope, they all felt like they had a renewed purpose, like they had someone to protect. They had a goal to work towards. And essentially... Uh, Eugene lied. I mean, he was just lying. It's revealed later in the show that he was lying to just get people to protect him so that he could basically just have a, uh, a group to run around with. And, you know, throughout the series, I mean, it's still an ongoing series, but he still, he shows promise. He looks like he's going to grow as a character. And then he backslides like 10 steps backwards. Um, not to mention too, he's also kind of weird. I mean, he's into like voyeurism. He likes watching people have sex, which I mean, he's got all sorts of quirks. I just don't like him as a character, we but the fact Hodge that don't judge you for your quirks and kinks. No, we enable you in them, but, but Eugene as a character is a huge letdown. And I, I know that there are several people in, uh, in real life that also agree with me on this, but it's just, it's depressing because they really try to make you think that he's going to grow. And then he just goes backwards and they've done this like three times in the show. So far he has made progress and then regressed massively. It's just, it's getting exhausting to watch, which by the way, just his thoughts for the walking dead. It's kind of getting exhausting to watch altogether. They need to, they need to maybe wrap that show up. They're not doing a good job with it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's coming to an end soon, isn't it? Like, isn't this supposed to be the last season? Or am I wrong about that? I have no idea, honestly. I'm behind on it because I just don't... I'm just not into it anymore. I still like the comics. Love the comics. But TV show, not so much. All right, fair enough. And I I would agree. I mean, I haven't seen the TV, uh, the TV show, but there's not much that's worse than... Uh, than, than getting thrown a character that doesn't actually like it, the, a, a character that seems like they're going to progress, but they just regress the entire time. Um, which actually kind of made me think of my next one. Uh, you might've noticed if you were watching the outline that I just changed, uh, one of my letdowns on you. 
mainly because thinking about what you just said about Eugene made me think that uh, this was a bigger letdown than what I had previously uh, had on my on my list. Um, so I'm going to go with the uh, the character Sanji from One Piece. How familiar are you with One Piece? I'm decently familiar with Sanji as a character, and I mean the over arcing universe of one piece i know enough about it to hold my own in a conversation i think all right so if you if you know a decent amount about him especially like pre-time skip um you know initially he comes off as he's a punk cook with you know attitude and a lot of perverted tendencies and that's you know it's it's kind of weird, but you kind of roll with it because he he clearly identifies himself as he he, cl- he clearly becomes the uh, kind of one of the big three on the crew. Like there's Luffy, there's Zoro, and there's Sanji. Those are like the big three powerhouses of the Straw Hat Pirates. Um, so you you know despite his tendencies, you have high hopes for Sanji. But as the series progresses, he just becomes more of a letdown. Like you got. You've got other characters like Chopper and Usopp and, you know, I don't really count Brooke, but uh, Brooke is kind of weaker. You've got a few characters that you could see being letdowns that initially start off as kind of like, "Eh, I don't know if I'll get into these characters. And they really grow. They grow a lot. And it's amazing to watch that progress from characters that you weren't too impressed by. But then you take one of the three strongest characters on the crew and he, he literally... So there's a time skip in the series, and uh, you know most of the characters are doing like these, these this really grueling training to where they become stronger. And you know what Sanji uh, was up to in that two year time period? What's that? He was busy running around trying not to get uh, trying not to get ki- trying not to get like caught and kissed and violated by a bunch of transgender individuals. <laughs> really? No, I'm not even bullshitting. And so, like, whenever the whenever like the time skip ends and the series starts back up, um, literally the the mere sight of an actual flesh and blood woman makes him nosebleed into unconsciousness. <laughs> That's funny. Like, it sounds funny, but after you watch it happen like 15 times, you're just like, "Holy God!" This character that used to be decent, kind of annoying in some ways, but decent in other ways. He's just become insufferable. That's depressing, too, because what I knew about Sanji, he seemed like a really cool character. And even back in high school, the people that were huge into One Piece were always talking about how cool they thought Sanji was. So to hear that he went from being a supposed awesome character to being that, (laughs) what you just described, is really depressing. Yeah, and I mean they kind of he, he he was kind of redeemed in the in the latest arc. Um it's called the Whole Cake Island arc. Um cuz it it was th- this newest arc focused on uh one of the uh, one of the four emperors, which is supposed to be like one of the strongest characters in the series. Um and Sanji actually played a huge part, like it centered on him and his family for a large chunk of it. So, you got to you got to see a little bit more of him as a character and it kind of redeemed him, but I just don't feel like they could have undid, undid, undone all the damage that they did with him. So yeah, that was, that was a letdown for me for sure. That's a shame. It really is. Speaking of, well, 
you mentioned redemption and that he kind of got a shot at redemption. That kind of segues into the next one I'm going to talk about, except for they, I don't think they did get a shot at redemption. I actually took inspiration from you on this one. The next one that I have is actually transitioning into uh, video games a little bit, and that's you, Yevon, from Final Fantasy X. Mm. And yeah, I know you, you've got some pretty intense feelings about this one. And it's depressing, too, because throughout the narrative of Final Fantasy X, you, Yevon, is made out to be like an insanely powerful, like really prominent figure in the series. And it's weird because whenever you work your way out to the final battle, um, he's like the most underwhelming boss that I think I've ever went against. And probably you too. Would you agree with that? I would say so. I mean, like the entire religion that governs this, this world in final fantasy 10 is, is built around Yevon is built around you, Yevon. And so like whenever you actually get to fight him, he it's really underwhelming because you go from Braska's final Aeon, which is, you know, jacked as a freaking giant. He looks kind of like Ifrit or Ifrit or however, however it's pronounced. Um, he looks kind of like that with like a giant, a really cool giant sword. And, you know, depending on how much you grind for the spear grid, that could be an easy fight. That could be a hard fight, but it's still a fight. When you get to you, Yevon, though, you got like this freaking, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it looks like a bug. It looks like a yeah. It looks like a beetle. Yeah, it looks like a beetle with the symbol of Yevon, and that's it. And you know, bearing in mind this is the father of Lady Unaleska, who was very clearly a humanoid character, and we're supposed to believe this is her father, which you know, I got yeah. There's a lot of reasons why he could be like this now, and I think they explain some of those reasons in the game, but it's still just it's still just a really underwhelming fight, and I. I think a lot of people consider uh, Jacked to be the final, the final boss fight technically, but it's still a boss fight. That's what I was gonna say. Was that uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head with all that? He does look like a beetle with the symbol on him, and Braska's final Aeon is more of a final boss fight than Yevon is, which is really depressing too. Because good games. They build you up to this culminating final boss that's supposed to be epic and amazing. And there are games that do really good jobs with that. Like the Persona games do a great job with that. The Shin Megami Tensei games in general do a good job with that. But Final Fantasy X, you go from fighting this hoss that is Braska's final Aeon to fighting this freaking beetle that can't kill you because you have auto life automatically bestowed supposedly by the faith on every member in your party. So you can do whatever the heck you want and not lose unless you intentionally like cast effects on yourself to make you lose like petrification and crap, which is just a trolley thing to do. But yeah, it's just it's really freaking underwhelming. It's not a good, strong way to end the game. Yeah, especially especially considering like you go from you have this really colossal fight with sin. And I don't know about you. I was hyped in that fight. Like that was an intense fight. I was actually thinking about that whenever we we were uh, discussing um, favorite boss battles. Like, I really wanted to put Sin on, Sin on the list um, because that entire experience was really intense. And then even after Sin, you get inside, like inside of Sin, and you you're fighting against uh, Seymour for the fucking what fourth time? Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood, you fought him a ton. Yeah, so you know it's. 
you, you've got these really cool fights. You got Broska's final Aeon, you know, finally culminating with your encounter with, with your father, Jex, and then he becomes, you know, the, the quote-unquote final boss fight. And then you have the symbol of the entire game, this, like Yevin, you know, everything that Yuna believed in, Waka, Lulu, previously Oren. Yevin was a huge deal for, like, the majority of the characters in this game. And the founder of this faith, you, Yevin, he, he, can't, he can't even kill you even if he tried. Like, you have to try to die in order for him to actually succeed in killing you. And that's just, that's pitiful to me. And the design is also just atrocious. I think that they just gave up at that point or something. Yeah, maybe. And I love Final Fantasy X. Like, it's probably my favorite game. Easily top five. So for for that to be, like, I I kind of forget about you, Yevin. Like, I don't think about it when I think about Final Fantasy X because it's just not worth thinking about if I want to have good memories associated. Yeah, for sure. Well... Spent on, we spent quite a bit of time on that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, well, it was a really big letdown. I won't take too long with this one then, because I know that you didn't get too far into the series. But uh, Bleach, the uh, the ending of the series Bleach was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty pissed about it because Bleach is considered one of the big three of its time. We had One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach, and uh, you know One Piece is you know, is the only series of that three that's still like ongoing. I guess Naruto has a spinoff Boruto. But, uh, so Bleach was like in the middle of this arc that was actually starting to get pretty good. Like a lot of people had been feeling kind of let down by the recent developments and they were like, Oh, it needs a solid ending. How is it going to end? And the author seems to be doing a decent arc and you start getting like all these, all these, uh, abilities and bankai and things like that you got you get to see people fighting that like don't normally get to fight you know a lot of really cool moments were starting to come out of this and then i don't know what happened i think i think the uh editors like really pushed an ending out of nowhere like they gave him like two or three chapters to to wrap things up and it was like no this literally should have lasted at least another hundred chapters like that's 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 how much that's how much like shit still needed to be covered to be satisfactorily ended satisfactorily yeah um so yeah basically the the final i guess boss of this was uh i can't even fucking pronounce his name it's like yehavix or something like that yehavix looks it's spelled it's it's a german pronunciation i think so it's like yawich supposed to sound like god like yahweh anyway you're uh, he he's he's like the final antagonist of this series and he seems to have like this really op ability it doesn't seem like it's even capable of killing him i don't know exactly the full extent of it because it's been a while since i read it but it's like it's like he can rewrite reality or some some bullshit like that so like even if he dies he rewrites it so he didn't die and blah 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 yeah essentially like it seems like after finally teaming up with his arch enemy aizen Ichigo deals a fatal blow to to this guy and he seems to he seems to be defeated but then fast forward to the future he's apparently rewritten reality so he appears in the future and he I, I don't know what happened like he just dies like I don't know he it seems like he was killed by Ichigo's son or daughter whoever the fuck that ch- his children and it's just god 
it was out of nowhere. The, the final fucking boss doesn't even die fighting Ichigo. Like, I don't know. I don't know what, what the explanation for that was. Um, and even, even the fact that Ichigo has a kid with freaking Orihime was a pairing that very few people, I mean, I guess there was somewhat of a fandom, but it was definitely the minority fandom. And so for them to end up together was also kind of a slap in the face as far as endings go to me personally. But, you know, that's just me. That sounds like a mess. It was like like Naruto. Naruto had a very sloppy ending, but the conclusion was very satisfying. Like all the pairings I wanted to see, a few additional pairings I wasn't expecting, but it wasn't opposed to, um, you know, a nice, a very nice wrap up. Bleach was kind of the opposite in that it's ending the the final arc felt decently paced up until the very end and that was just a mess wait are you talking about the series in general no i was talking about the manga the anime doesn't go to that arc i i kind of doubt that they ever will to be honest because well if there's money to be made they will but it, it just seems like it'd be kind of hard to animate that in a way that doesn't turn people off either <laughs> Well, regardless, I guess I'm glad that I didn't get invested in the manga either because it's a pretty lengthy manga. So the fact that it ends badly makes it, it's like rubbing salt in the wound for all the people that have been diehard fans over the years. Oh, yeah. It consumed it consumed a ton of my childhood. And, like, I was a big fan of this author before Bleach, too. Have you ever heard of a manga called Zombie, uh, Zombie Powder? I have not. It was, I really wish they didn't cancel that. It only had like four or five graphic novels, but oh my God, it was really good. It was, uh, well, yeah, I, we don't want to get off on that tangent. I'll, t- I'll talk about it later. You guys should check it out though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow. That was another tangent. You're pretty passionate tonight about these letdowns. Yeah. Should also clarify we're doing this at night just for you guys. Yeah. Cause we care <laughs> so much. Well, I guess sticking on manga and anime, my next letdown is actually Arabia Fats from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders. Who the fuck is that? I was going to say, yeah, most people probably don't know him by that name. I'll just say it's the, the Sun Stand user. And it's funny because this is the first one I think that we've talked about so far that was intentionally meant to be a letdown. The creator of Jojo specifically said that he wanted to make this character appear to be very strong and intimidating to make readers think that the battle was going to last for several weeks only to have him defeated pretty much instantly after the Joe star group discovered his trick to his stand. So this is a deliberate letdown for those of you that don't know in Stardust Crusaders, there are, it's the first introduction of stands, which are like these, I don't know. Personas. uh, (laughs) They're like personas, yeah. They're like psychological manifestations of your psyche or some sort of stuff like that. And they are based on the tarot cards in Stardust Crusaders. And so Arabia Fats is the user of the sun card, essentially. And this is like an insanely heated battle, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, basically, the group is going through the desert and... This guy is one of Dio's goons, and he's been tracking the group for quite some time. And the desert is a perfect place for him to use his stand ability, which is literally the sun. It's like this big sun. And 
a lot of people or a lot of the, the members of the group think that, you know, the sun is the stand. The sun itself was the stand. So they actually started attacking the sun and the sun counterattacked with like rays and they kind of lost hope for a bit, but eventually what happened was they looked out and they noticed that there was a reflection of a rock or there were, there was a rock that was being reflected with two shadows pointing at exact opposite directions. So it was a dead giveaway that it was being reflected. So Jotaro essentially used star platinum and was able to, which is like the most precise stand that there is. He was able to identify exactly where Arabia Fats was and threw a rock straight in his face and instantly knocked him out. Like that was it. Turns out this guy was riding around in a car with a mirror attached to the front of it to reflect the sand and make it so he thought would be impossible for him to be identified where he was. And it backfired because the group is smarter than that. And yeah, this guy's just a letdown. It's funny. Like he just instantly is retired. There's no fight. Just gets a rock to his head, knocked out. He's done. Yeah. And you, you kind of threw in the point that it was a, uh, a deliberate letdown. And I think it was funny because even, even Joseph was just like, what, that's it? We didn't even learn his name. Yeah, it was funny. The group actually sat around him for a while and berated him. They were just like, wow, I just want to think that he's this stupid because it's so hot outside. You know, they were just criticizing him for being so stupid. Yeah, kind of another, I don't know, whenever you, whenever you mentioned uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures as far as letdowns go, I also immediately thought of the uh, the guy in the muscle car. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember what his name was, but, you know, you just see these, like, really thick, muscular arms the entire time. And, you know, he seems to have, like, this really badass personality. But you don't ever see his face. You don't ever see anything but his arms. And then whenever they finally beat him, he's a really wimpy guy that just has really thick upper body, like, upper, like, arms. Like, even his, even his torso is not that big. It's just his arms. Yeah, JoJo <laughs> itself might actually be a good topic to focus on for letdowns. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's really pessimistic. Well, I mean, it's a good, I love Jojo. I'm just saying that they intentionally put some weird and sometimes like really weak characters in there. I don't know. Comic relief, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I guess when, when they're trying to cram so many abilities and unique shit like that into, into, into a series, you know, a lot of the characters are going to be like that just so they can show these abilities off before they, you know, retire them. Yeah. But I thought it was a pretty big letdown. Even if it was intentional, it's still a big letdown. That's true. One thing I really, you know, for all of its flaws, though, I, I appreciate that JoJo's Bizarre Adventures is is one of the more brutal series. <laughs> you you kind of forget about that sometimes because of like a lot of the characters live live for quite a while, like as long as they're like the main characters. But I appreciate that they don't censor their shit. Whereas another letdown that I'm going to talk about. I don't even know if they're still a thing anymore, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. Four kids. I don't think they exist anymore. Thank God. There's a reason why they don't exist anymore. Because censorship is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Crow is against censorship. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the establishment. So what are your thoughts on four kids then? I mean, if it's not already obvious based on how you introduce them. Man, we got... So I'm just going to pull like two series that they did. One Piece and Yu-Gi-Oh being like a few that like immediately come to mind for me. It's not just censorship, like censoring swear words and and sexually provocative scenes or whatever. It's censoring everything that doesn't need to be censored. Like in One Piece, you've got Sanji, who normally smokes a cigarette, 
They replaced his cigarette with a fucking lollipop. I shit <laughs> yeah. you not. And he, that even that even made its way into the frickin', the friggin' Game Boy Advance game I used to have for One Piece. You get the fucking lollipop as an item. So I was, uh, you know, that's one thing. There's a uh, like whenever they're going up against uh, the the pirate Arlong or Erlong, however however it's pronounced. Uh, you know, in the in the in the actual series in the in the original anime and manga. He kills Nami's mother, like, shoots her in the head. She watches her die in front of her. In the four kids version, he tells his men, take her to the lion's den. They don't have a fucking lion. They're fishmen. There is no lion. (laughs) Why would there be a lion's den? And it's implied what happens. (laughs) So that's, that's me getting pissed off at One Piece. They they had a character named named uh, Captain Smoker. He he he's literally made of smoke. He smokes like two or three cigarettes at one time, and his ability is he turns into smoke. They renamed him Captain Chaser, and they turn him into steam, not smoke. <laughs> and he doesn't smoke cigarettes anymore because that's a definite no no. So that's I freaking love this. They botched they botched the hell out of One Piece. You know, if I actually watched a lot of that, I could go on and on and on. Even the voice the voice actors were freaking horrendous. But you know, we won't get we're not gonna get into that just yet. Well, not at all because we're on a we're on a time limit. But gotta get into Yu Gi Oh for a minute though. Um, they completely fabricated the Shadow Realm. Actually, no, the Shadow Realm was a thing in the series. However. They also um, overdid it because not not everything would lead to the Shadow Realm. A lot of times it would lead to death. Did you ever did you ever watch the Battle City Tournament arc? I did. Um, do you remember the uh, the fight with the Dark Magicians? The I, I think his name was Arcana. I know exactly where you're going with you this. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Yugi, look at this spinning disc. One little prick will send you straight to the Shadow Realm. You know, that's the fucking four kids version. In the actual version, loser gets sawed in half. That's a little more brutal. I remember reading that, too, in the manga, and that was intense. Yeah. And I laughed out loud when I saw their adaptation (laughs) for television. Yeah, because you realize, you know, another thing, too, like, uh, uh, whenever, uh, like, after Pegasus and Yugi go go at it um, in the Duelist Kingdom, Yugi beats him. Pegasus wanders off, Akora finds him, challenges him to a game, defeats him. You know, it looks like in the in, in the four kids version, oh, hey, I'm gonna take your item now. No, he plucks his fucking eye out. Pegasus doesn't just put his millennium eye over his real eye and everything's hunky dory. He he fucking replaced his real eye with the millennium. Like he literally gets his real eye plucked out by Shoddy and replaces it. So Bakora plucks his new Millennium Eye out. It's bloody. It's messy. You could literally go on for hours about all of the changes that they made between these between One Piece and Yu-Gi-Oh alone. Oh, I would love to, but you know, I think I've made my point. You've made a very solid point. I'm actually glad you included that because it is a pretty big letdown what they did to those series and to other series that I'm not even remembering right now. Yeah, and you know. Like, I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! And One Piece. I, I still love One Piece. 
and it just it hurts me the way that they did them wrong. It hurts us all, my friend. It hurts us all. Anyway, next one. Yes. Segwaying back into uh, the realm of video games, are you familiar with a little series called Fire Emblem? I think I've heard of it, yes. It's a great series, one of my favorites. It was probably my favorite series before I discovered the Shin Megami... <laughs> Fail. <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei series. So, in Fire Emblem, it's kind of, I mean, they've all got kind of a loosely the same story, but among those, there are unit types, and you can evolve these unit types, and they've got different strengths and weaknesses, and one of the most powerful units in the entire game, for the first half of the game at least, is always the Paladin, and you, the Paladins are always some of my favorite characters, like Seth from this Fire Emblem the Sacred Stones is probably my favorite. But uh like Frederick from Awakening, he's a pretty good character. They always make him really good characters. Well, my letdown that I'm attributing to the Fire Emblem series is Orson. And he's from Sacred Stones. He is also a paladin. And Sacred Stones has an interesting setup because it's following two lords. And they're both uh, siblings. So you've got Erica and you've got Ephraim, or Ephraim, however you properly pronounce it. And each one of them has a paladin that accompanies them on their journey. Orson is accompanying Ephraim. And you first meet him, he's with the allies and everything. And it's revealed later in the story, I mean, he seems like a really great character. And like I said, I'm always partial to the paladins. Well, it's revealed that he actually betrays Ephraim and the group. And he did that so that he could have his wife resurrected from the dead. And so you actually have to fight Orson, but he screws over your group. He betrays you. He like gets you guys trapped in like a, uh, a stronghold that is very difficult to escape from. And he just turns out to be a crappy character like he absolutely he could have been he had a cool character design he was really powerful i really liked him the first moment i saw him whenever i played the game as a kid i really liked him and i felt so mortified and truly betrayed whenever it was revealed like the he it's just on a it's a game boy advance game but it shows like he betrays you by making him go from a blue unit to flashing as a red unit and he freaking rides off and i felt so betrayed and angry it was terrible and you have to you have to fight him and kill him and he has a really depressing story associated associated with him like his resurrected wife can't say anything except for darling so i mean she's not really alive she's just there she's like a vegetable and he just he basically goes into like this mental sickness and becomes crazy and you've got to kill him and it's really depressing Huge letdown. Eh, I mean, yeah, it, it, w- it would be disappointing to be betrayed like that, but it also feels like it would make for an interesting, maybe compelling arc. Oh, it was. Well, it's, it's not necessarily an arc. I mean, you know he betrays you, but he disappears for probably like 10 or 11 chapters, and then he appears again, and it just hits you even harder. I mean, I understand. I've went back and played the game recently, and it doesn't hit me as hard, and I see the narrative reason and impact for why they did it, 
but it was a letdown to kid version of me because I hadn't seen anything like that in a game up until that point. That was my first experience with betrayal. So it, it really felt like a huge letdown to lose a character that I had grown attached to and see them defect to the opposite side and then to have to kill them, like actually kill them. That really was, a, I mean, that was a different type of letdown for me. Video game scarred young judge. Yes, I carry them. I wear them with pride. They made you they into a man. They are what define me. <laughs> they define me, yeah. It's great. All right. What about your last one? Oh, the last one. You know, I you, you saw my original list. I could go on and on with letdowns, but for now, I'm I'm gonna focus on um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Okay, hold up. I'm actually a little shocked about this because I enjoyed this all right. Like I read it. Did you? In a night. It wasn't that bad to me. I mean, it, to let me, me let me hear you out though. To me, it, it, the whole thing read out like a like a kind of cheesy fan fiction. I mean, it was it wasn't the worst fan fiction I've ever read, but it's still fan fiction. Only you're slapping J.K. Rowling's name with it. So to me, that's borderline unforgivable. Um, the 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 primary antagonist. Delphi or whatever the fuck her name was. You know, a love child between Voldemort and Belrix. That, okay, that, that that's was weird. straight up bad fan fiction. <laughs> I can see where you're drawing that comparison now. That was really weird. I remember whenever I got to that part, I did think it was a really weird twist of fate or weird twist of events. Yeah, and then like even even the relationship between uh between uh what what was his name James and no fuck Albus and what was Malfoy's kid's name uh I forgot uh shit what was it Scorpius that was it yep Albus and Scorpius so even even the friendship between the two of them like I don't know to me to me they kind of came off as gay but they weren't like necessarily trying to like it, it was the writing that made them sound that way. But the characters like were repeatedly kind of emphasizing. I like chicks and it just sounded too try hard to me. Uh, like I don't have anything like I have no issue if they are gay characters, but I have an issue if the writing makes them sound that way when it's just trying to pull off like a bromance, like the kind that Harry and Ron had and just failing at it. I don't know. Does that make any sense? It does, and I'm, I'll admit, it's been, I read it when it first came out, so I don't remember all the details, but as you're mentioning all this, it's coming back to me. I was, I can see the validity in all the stuff you're saying, and it kind of did feel like a fan fiction at some point. If I remember correctly, I might have had a conversation with one of my friends who really enjoyed it. Uh, we actually mentioned her earlier, Haley. She is a big fan, or she really liked it. And she lent it to me and wanted me to read it. And it did feel, it it felt weird. It did feel like a fan fiction. I, mean, I think that's the best way to describe it. I mean, even the fact that, like, they masqueraded as Voldemort, like, that's, that's not an original sounding idea. Like, and that's the final, you know, moment in this, in, in this book is 
Harry, oh, hey, I'm going to be Voldemort with some Polyjuice Potion because we haven't seen that three or four times already. But it's been a big hit. I mean, people are super, they love it and they wanted more of it. And they're actually, the production in London has been really popular. Oh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like, people want more of what they love already. That's why we have fucking three Hobbit movies out of one book. That was stupid. <laughs> that that could be a topic by itself. What, I'm very angry you know, we've about got, that. We've got like the the Shadow of Mordor and the you know whatever the other fucking game was. We got we got multiple Lord of the Ring games and Mordor games, and you know some of these series are going to last forever because the audience is going to buy into it forever. That's how it is with Harry Potter. Like it's not that I'm opposed to having a new Harry Potter book. But this wasn't it. This wasn't J.K. Rowling. This was somebody else that got permission from her to credit, to like, to make this, like, quote-unquote canon, I guess. And I don't know. They just kind of bastardized it to me. Like, and this, I don't usually do, like, midnight premieres. Like, I don't do that for games. I don't do that for movies. My mentality is I can wait a few fucking days. I actually went to the premiere for this because I was so excited about the idea of a new Harry Potter book or, or script or whatever the fuck it was going to be. And you know, I blew through it, and it was a let. It was a it was a letdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all valid points. Depressing. I guess that leads me to mine, which is going back to video games. I've talked about Halo in some of the past shows, and probably one of the biggest letdowns associated with Halo is Halo Four. Just the game in general. It was the first game that was developed by a company or by 343 instead of Bungie. And there was a lot of hope on this game. And I feel like just the game altogether was a letdown. But specifically, if I was going to highlight one part of it that was the biggest letdown, it would be the final boss. And I mean, Halo is a series that has final boss or has bosses in it. And most of them... I think they're pretty good. Like you had Tartarus in Halo two and it was, it was fine. And guilty spark was kind of stupid in Halo three, but it was, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it had its purpose, I guess the didact is the final boss in Halo four. And it just, it's a freaking quick time event. Like you take a series that's all about shooting and you make the final boss a quick time event. And that is infuriating. Like I hate that crap. And I mean, granted, it's kind it's it's kind of a cool scene. It's kind of a cool sequence, but it's a freaking quick time event, and it's not cool enough to warrant having just a quick time event. It would have been better if it was just an actual gameplay segment. It wasn't even a cool cinematic. You're like trying to blow up a nuclear device to destroy. I don't even freaking know. Like the the story went off the rails at that point, and. Uh, just a freaking terrible final boss. And anyone who's played the game knows I have not met one person who actually liked the final boss of Halo 4 or just really liked Halo 4 for its story in general, really. That's, that's too bad. I am uh, i can't say I have a lot of Halo experience. The only time I've ever really played it was, uh, you know, going to a friend's house and they wanted to dick around on multiplayer. But, uh, you know, it's... Definitely a pivotal series for a lot of people, and the idea of getting shafted at the end with a subpar, quote-unquote, boss battle, that's a shame. 
Well, you know what's worse is it's gotten – I mean, the games have gotten even worse since then. I mean, you would have thought that 343 would learn from that experience. They didn't. I mean, Halo 5 had, like, the shortest freaking campaign of all of them, and it sucked. It wasn't even a good campaign. So, really, just the Halo series has dropped off in terms of quality in my eyes. I mean, they've got they've got the polish associated with the AAA uh, development, but they don't have – it's not quality to me. And I think a lot of fans are feeling really shafted with it. True Halo fans like the original core audience – doesn't feel like it's what it needs to be holy crap i just realized we did an entire episode about letdowns didn't mention final fantasy 15 that's actually pretty that's crazy (laughs) good on us we're trying to be more positive here on the show you know while simultaneously being (laughs) negative the thing is like i'm gonna go back and play that someday and i'm gonna enjoy it but i'm still gonna be haunted by the memories of the subpar piece of shit that they initially put out. Well, hopefully by then you'll have all 28 DLCs that they come up with. Oh, God. And hopefully you'll, you know, the Super Omega Royal Fantastical Edition. Deluxe Super Pack. Deluxe Redux. Regalia. Remastered. Revamped. 2.0. That'll be the title. Cool. At least we got that established. Oh, Square listens to us, so. Whole thing's a damn shame. Speaking of shame. Are you referring to a name of? I am referring to a name of. Shame. shame. The name of shame. The name of shame. Names of shame. <laughs> Why? Because you added a bonus. You added a bonus this week. But I'll I'll put my contribution in. I'll put my two cents in, and then you can put your hay penny in, and we can get out of the episode. All right. No. After no need to well, be a dick about it. Okay. <laughs> so the name of shame, first name of shame for this week, is your mom the Ewok. How'd they know? <laughs> it's pretty great. No spaces. I think this was a Dead by Daylight find. <laughs> well, I threw in my as you call it hay penny. With a game that I had earlier today, actually. Just kind of realized that I was on a team with a pretty dope Hanzo, and he got play of the game. And I noticed then and there that his username was Drink My Vomit. God, that's terrible. That's uh, it's pretty, pretty raunchy. That's actually a fitting name of shame. It's truly a shameful name. Yeah, and he's shaming his opponents, especially by getting play of the game. Yeah, that's just gross. I'm... I'm like 99% sure he was also teabagging people. What else would someone named to drink my vomit do? Well, I could think of a few things, but... Not drinking vomit. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Anyway. Ugh. Gave you a couple this week, so... There you go. And that leads us to the praise of phrase. The what? <laughs> That's what I said. That one was meant... I meant to say that one. Uh-huh. See, the you, you mean praise. to muck it up and not edit that shit out, but you're going to edit other shit out that you didn't mean to do, but would have been funny. Maybe I'll leave it all in. <laughs> no, you won't. Maybe. You know, you constantly talk about how you think you're hotter than me. Do I? I came up with a... <laughs> Shut up. Do I? Is that something I do? And while the general public doesn't agree with that sentiment... <laughs> 
I came up with the phrase. You know, the general public would imply that more than three people listen to this. But see, I'm talking about people that I know in real life. Are you now? Well, regardless, <laughs> I just wanted to have a smooth segue into this, okay? Just uh, let I'm me determined to make this rocky. It's very rocky. <laughs> um, phrase of praise is, if you're hotter than me, that just means I am cooler than you. Uh, I see how you do that. Yeah, but then we came up with a different one. What do you mean we? So, uh, wait, did I? I came yeah, up with you a came different up with one. It. I don't want to be associated oh, yeah. with this nonsense. Oh, well, it is indeed nonsense. I don't even remember how, what was the context for this one? I think I said it's been a minute and you said... It's been a hot pocket minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, copyright, trademark. Yeah, we're... Judge ruled. 2018. Oh God, we're gonna enforce those those trademarks like uh, like other people enforce their trademarks, copyrights <laughs> yeah. and all well, that good stuff. That well, certain, we hope that they don't. That in some cases, use for podcasts. Ugh. Ugh. Man, this has been a this has been a rough episode. Yeah, it took us a little bit longer to get this one out, and we're a little we've been a little bit behind schedule because you were down here and then work and storms and yeah it's just been a interviews probably bronchitis i don't know what the fuck i've got right now but kind of losing my voice a little bit so this might be the last time you ever hear me don't 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 say that you'll have three people show up to your funeral (laughs) what are you gonna stay behind yeah (laughs) (sighs) um yeah well anyway hopefully the point of me mentioning all that was hopefully we'll be on schedule again but Hey, we want to hear from you. And since we talked about letdowns, we want to know what are some of your letdowns, biggest letdowns that you can mention from pop culture in general. And we would like to hear from you on Twitter or through our email. Our Twitter handle is at real or you can email us your responses to contact at podhodge.net. Hey, smooth. I'm getting, I'm getting better at that. We really would like to hear from you, though. We would. We would like to know the names of our three listeners. <laughs> I'm trying to not make it sound desperate here. We'll buy you flowers and chocolate. <laughs> we got to cut this episode off now, otherwise you're going to scare them away. <laughs> wait. So. Wait, wait. You... Can I write him a note? <laughs> Can you stop? <laughs> I'm sorry if I came off as strong. (laughs) Oh my God, we're devolving. So with all that being said, let us know what your favorite or least favorite letdowns are. And we will talk to you next week. This is Judge signing off. This is Crow signing in. Bye. (laughs) See ya. See ya.